0: And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First, one of the most extraordinary experiences in the Lord, and yes... I said the word experience, is when we draw closer to the Lord. We know him in his presence, just like we know people when we're hanging around them. And as we draw closer to the Lord, there's this wonderful engagement that takes place. We know how full of love he is. We know that he's forgiven us. And then we also become aware of how much there was to forgive. The closer to the light, the more our darkness is revealed. Ouch. Okay. Uh, next 20 minutes of cardio. Yep, that's enough. No, no. But the fitness trainer says, keep going, keep going. That's why I don't like those guys. Uh, 10 delicious bites of Australian lobster tail. Well, that's enough. But the stomach says, keep going, keep going. The football player makes the first down. That's enough. But the coach says, keep going. $20 from your wallet to the church. That's enough. But the Holy Spirit says, keep going, keep going. Jesus explicitly explicitly teaches us one mile? Nope. He teaches us two. Keep going, keep going. And finally, we visit with our great friend who passed away, Pastor Ray, who's not gone but hanging out with Jesus Christ and not forgotten because his kingdom efforts will endure for eternity. Love, Pastor Ray. Pastor Ray writes about taking care of ourselves. God helps us. We shouldn't be hurting ourselves when God's helping us. We miss you, brother. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing, politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Let me just say something real quickly. You want to hear about my life's insanities? At our house, there is Bert and there is Levi. And Joshua and Ashley have their dog, Max, visiting so he can get used to being around dogs. It's fun at our house. I just want to say that. All right. We're asking... <laughs> what do you think? You can email us, by the way, during the show, david at org. That's david at org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. And then you can call us live during the show, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770, and you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. Here's the nicest thing I can ever say about anybody right here. It's the best you're ever going to get from me right here. This is it. You ready? (laughs) When you call 972-445-0770 and you talk to Captain Chris, it's like hearing news of hope. And then you will be... Well, that does not guarantee I will never give you another compliment, but boy, that goes a long way. <laughs> Just saying that right now so you can know. All right, bottom line, maybe you have a praise report, a prayer request, maybe you have a question. Perhaps you're trying to figure out uh puzzle pieces. We you know, we could probably Okay, we probably can't help you there. But we could try. Perhaps you're trying to figure out why it takes so long for the microwave to cook certain things. Eh, We could probably try and help you with that. Or if you've got Bible questions or you're trying to figure out what's going on in society, which we get, it's not about kvetching. Everybody has a place to kvetch. This is just not that. What this is about is encouraging one another— in the Lord, to be strengthened in the Lord as we see the return of Jesus Christ drawing closer and closer. We use Hebrews 3.13, Hebrews 10.13, and we put them together and we go, yep, that's how we want to do this show. We want to be encouragements to one another, blessings to one another. So if you've got a praise report, if you've got a prayer request, you got something you want to share, or you got something that's going on in your life or the Lord's working on you, you're welcome to call. We also do... Bible trivia. Here's your Bible trivia. Who was the father of John the Baptist? And before this one person writes that I know is gonna write, the answer is not senior Baptist. <laughs> okay, so let's just I'm just gonna stop that before it gets there. Uh who is the father of John the Baptist? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, and then in addition, you can send an email, david at org. I'm going to take a moment here to pray for our audience for marriages and for healing. If that's okay with everybody, it doesn't matter because I'm behind the mic, so directing the show, it's not really going to matter. Let's join our faith together. Just, just say, okay, I agree, I agree, I agree. When two or more are gathered together, he is there in their midst. And when two or more agree upon something, it shall be done. Let's do that. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We acknowledge you as you are awesome. And we are praying for physical healings for people that we know. We've got uh, granddaughters and daughters and sons, and we've got people in our audience that are struggling with, um, you know, cancer kind of issues and really difficult elements. Oh. Lord, we so pray for every one of those, every one of those people. We ask in the name of Jesus that you would bring healing into their lives. We ask in the name of Jesus that you would bring grace into marriages that are just being blown apart by the enemy or by the flesh or by the world. We ask for healing in marriages and gracefulness and forgiveness in marriages. We ask for the kindness that comes from you to invade lives and make a difference. We pray for your help in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Okay, did I distract you with that? I'm sorry. When I was going like that. <laughs> was just Okay. I was talking to Captain Chris. You don't got to know about what? Okay, I'll send you the money later, dude. Okay, anyhow. Uh here we go. The trivia question. What was the trivia... the trivia question? Who was the father of John the Baptist? And again, you cannot say you know senior Baptist. <laughs> That's cheap. <laughs> Come on. All right. Uh Luke chapter 5. Wave your hands when I mess cuz I'm going to forget. Okay. Uh Luke chapter 5 verse 8 through 9, but when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, "Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, Lord." For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. So, there is a truth that those of us who have had these you know, great opportunities to draw closer to the Lord, There's. It's just wonderful to experience the Lord. It's wonderful to be connected to it. That's not the basis of your faith. The basis of faith is is uh, is not feelings. The basis of faith is confidence, trust, belief. You know, it's uh, you know, it's it's believing in something that is beyond you. It has to do with the definitions that get that's given in Hebrews one. It's the requirement from God. But what I want you to get is that as you experience the Lord and as you draw closer and as these things happen, there's nothing wrong with having a great encounter with God. In fact, the gospel has to do with how four people had encountered either directly or indirectly the gospel of Jesus Christ in their lives. It's like it's amazing, right? It does amazing things. But one thing that sneaks in there that doesn't get talked a lot about, and I've had this happen, not a ton, but a few times, is... Drawing closer to the Lord, there's sometimes where it seems like I don't know what it is that I re- I realize how bad I am. It's like you get closer and you're like, going, "Yikes, I'm a mess." Not not that I'm not forgiven. I'm not talking about that, and I hope you're not catching that out of this what I'm sharing. It's like Peter has already hung out with Jesus, he knew Jesus, and then you know he, Jesus just keeps doing these marvelous and fantastic things, and then Peter's like, "Yeah, I'm a sinful man. Get, you probably want to get away from me. I'm a mess." And it's like, we just get that sense of unworthiness. I want you to know something. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a great thing. I think when you get into the presence of the Lord and you recognize where you're at and where he's at and you kind of do this surrender moment, I think that's the grace of God. Making sure you keep your place in the relationship. True divine presence does reveal a good amount of our sinfulness, a good amount of our filth. But the Lord doesn't do it because he's mad at us. He's just showing how righteous he is. And yet he stepped across that barrier through the redeeming work of Christ to connect with us. It's like, "Mm, I'll take it. It's like, okay. So if you're ever before the Lord and you get that overwhelming sense, recognize that that too is a manifestation of the Lord's grace. Okay? (laughs) Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? (laughs) Send him on through. (laughs) Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to?
1: is Brother Ace.
0: Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, my good brother?
1: It's a beautiful day. Amen. And uh, yeah, it's a good day. Amen. It's
0: a beautiful day, and the grace of God is abundant.
1: Can you yeah. say amen? and uh, the amen. word of God is being preached across the nations.
0: Amen. All right, my brother. Get- here we go. You, mm-hmm. you got the father of John the Baptist, but you can't give me senior Baptist. Who was the father of John <laughs> the Baptist?
1: Uh... My memory says Zacharias.
0: That is correct, sir! You're right. And I love that story. I, just, I talk about it a lot, just the difference between him and Mary. He hears the news, and he's like, prove it. And Mary hears the news, and she's like, well, how are you going to do that? It's just like two completely yeah. different realms. And he should have known better being being somebody who's active in the, in the kingdom and the workings of God. And Mary was like, well, how do you do that? <laughs> It's like, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, the good news. Yeah, well, they, you know, you can't, when you doubt, you've you got to pay a price, uh, especially when it's the Lord talking to you directly. When he sends an angel, is like he did Zacharias. Now he's, he was dumb because he really didn't believe what was being said to him. Yep. You know, and he said, well, it'd be according to your word. Uh, so she had a little more faith than I Zacharias did. Yeah. I
0: mean, No, that's a great, it's a great point, because Mary, I mean, Mary was, and then it's like, you're blessed, and Zacharias, the God's like, okay, shut up.
1: (laughs) That's uh, that's that's true, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, being a priest, I mean, that that would come across about right, too. (laughs) Great job, brother. (laughs) That was
0: good. That was a good call. Great phone call. That was very, very good.
1: Well, we love you, and uh, I know you're struggling, and we're all struggling, but, uh, and of course, we have good news today. We can rejoice yes. in the, the fact that we killed that stupid bill they had against them before abortion and uh, got I Pray that Yahweh sends a spirit of uh, love and sense in these people that we all
2: you know get along
1: and let you know let's all let's all take in a baby if we have to, but let the babies live. Yeah, uh, my God, let them live. Yeah. Anyway, know I, I appreciate you. I know it's going to be tough. And I don't know uh, whatever, but uh, I'm here if you. Uh, if you're getting a, you get a real pinch, you let me know, all right?
0: All right. You got it, brother.
1: Okay. We'll talk right. to you later.
0: All right. God bless, God bless you.
1: God bless
0: you. All right. Brother Ace. Love hearing from Brother Ace. Okay. We'll take our break and then come back. This is going to be a while, show, Anyway, uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
1: Destroying everyone and every.
2: Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen. To find
0: out. Job, I want to read Job 325. I don't want anybody, look, I know that the teachings in the church and being a, 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 a Bapticost, somebody who's got a Baptist ordination, a Pentecost ordination, somebody who's who's who understands what Calminian means, understands what the manifold millennialist is. I, I get it. I really do. I, I've been around for a little while. I just When you're hearing scripture, you don't have to put all the scriptures you hear in certain boxes so they fit your uh, motif of a theology. Sometimes you can just look at it and observe it and go right for it and review it. And Job chapter 3 verse 25, one of the things that Job said is, What I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. There's a whole teaching on it's because your confession wasn't good. I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think God was bragging about Job to Satan. Job didn't know that was going on. That's obvious. But there he is, God's bragging about him. And what Job is like going is like, this is the worst thing that I could think of. And that happens to people. Believers, good believers, great believers, fantastic believers, lousy believers believers, and everybody else. It's something that takes place. Sometimes bad things come about in the process. That doesn't mean that God hates you. That doesn't, first of all, the world has rebelled against God and lies in wickedness. So it's not God's fault that the world said, hey, We'll run this planet without you. We'll let you know. I mean, that's not God's fault. He's not the one that did that. People did that. And so the idea to understand is that sometimes these tough things happen. The great thing to know is that God has not left and went to Pluto while you're going through these things. In this particular case, in Job, it was completely the opposite of what Job thought because God was bragging about him, and Job thought he was in some kind of trouble or some kind of judgment. Hey, guess what? Job was wrong. Something else was going on altogether, which is often the case. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're going to play the horn, not because the trivia question is tricky, but because it considers deep reflection and ramification. And my first response is go with your gut. So go ahead and play the horn. Which son of King David was named Jedidiah Jediah. It's not even Jedediah. That's just terrible. Jediah by the prophet Nathan. I know it's supposed to be Jedediah, but it's Jediah. Okay. Which son of the king of David was named Jediah by the prophet Nathan? That's not the name he went by. That's not how people knew him. But that was the name that the prophet gave him. Which son was that? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. Yes, that is a tough one. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, David, at he org. So I have probably... One of the worst joke scenarios we got going on since we've been doing this. Okay? By the way, the other hint about that one of the son of David, it's the only thing I'll tell you, uh, which son of King David was named Jediah by the prophet Nathan. He also was a king. That's all I'll tell you. All right, so here you go. This is the worst joke, but it's the one that I came across. I was going to change it. I thought, no, somebody might find it cute. Probably not, but (laughs) it doesn't matter. This is, you know, how people give excuses for not going to church. Okay, everybody understands that, right? So this is a um, a change so that people people that say, "Well, I won't go to church for these reasons, these reasons, these reasons." This is an insertion of people who won't wash themselves, and it's connected to people who won't go to church. I just want to make sure you understand the premise. So, in other words, it's an insertion of uh, why people don't go to church, but they're using a wash analogy. Does that make sense? Is that—ruined is that, uh, okay. it already, haven't <laughs> Is it Friday yet? Oh, sorry. Okay, for the, the entire excuses of people who don't go to church, these are the reasons— That people never wash. And then connect this to going to church. Number one, I was forced to wash as a child. See, get it? Because I was forced to go to church as a child. Number two, people who wash are hypocrites. They think they're cleaner than others. (laughs) Number three, there are so many kinds of soap, I could never decide which one was right. I used to wash, but it got boring. I only wash on Christmas and Easter that's pretty funny. None of my friends wash. I'll start washing when I'm older. I really don't have time for washing. The bathroom isn't warm enough, and finally, people who make soap are only after your money. <laughs> it has its own little charm, right? That's not bad. Does it get a buzz? Does it get a clap? Or what does it get? Because it it's nothing? Is there crickets? <laughs> okay, we'll leave it there. <laughs> Good enough. All right, the trivia question. I didn't say every joke was funny. Uh, The trivia question, which son of King David was named Jediah by the prophet Nathan? Keep in mind that this son of David was a King. That's your only shot right there. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well as send an email david at he I will give Aunt Deb the props being the first one to guess correctly. <laughs> Good job, Deb. All right, here we go. Luke chapter 5, verse 1 through 5, okay? So we just covered this story, but we covered kind of like the back end of it. But I want to come back to the front part of this. Luke chapter 5, verse 1 through 5. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. Uh, And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had got out and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when they had finished, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, so like the whiny part, I added, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. So for those of you that have been alive for more than 30 years. You will remember, or at least you are aware of, that in the Oscars in 2005, the show ended nine minutes early. So they sang, there's no business like show business, ten straight times to fill the air. The idea behind that was they just kept on singing and singing and singing. So here's the key in this text. They were washing their nets. That's the nice way of saying done for the day. And then Jesus says, hey, drop that net. And they're like, uh, you know, we've been fishing all night and we got nothing. And many of us go through our Christian walk, this exact this exact thing right here. We've been working on it. We've been working on the nets. We've been trying to get things done. We get it. We're done for the day. And we took nothing in. And the Lord says, yeah, drop it again. And you're like, drop it again? Nothing's happening. I'm not getting anywhere. I've prayed about this prayer for 20 years. Even though you've been in the problem for 30 years, I've been praying about this for 20 years. And so what we feel like is oftentimes we're done for the day. There's nothing left, and we didn't take anything in. But look what Simon says, and look what we should respond to and heed and take awareness to. Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night. We took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And, you know, there's many times where you and I, we just get to this point where I've done it. I've done it. I've done it. I've been fishing. I've been fishing. I've been fishing. There's nothing gets frustrating. There's nothing to do. I can't go any further. And the Lord says, drop it again. Do it again. And you're thinking, again? But at your word, I will let down the nets. Now, what happened after they let down the nets, after they did it just that one more time? They took in so many fish that their nets began to break. There was a breakthrough of the net. Because of the amount of fish And what we tend to miss Is that just one more time Just one additional time You think, really? And the Lord's like, yeah Do it again Do it again Do it again And until the Lord tells you to stop doing it Until the Lord speaks to you and says, don't You just keep doing it And you just keep doing it. I know. You're like, Dave, that can be frustrating. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to Humanity 101. I mean, the bottom line is that that's right. But you don't quit. You're not. You might be done for a moment, but you're not. And if the Lord tells you to drop the net on the same day you think you're done, drop the net. Do what He says. Obey His word. Respond to what He has to say. All of a sudden, you're like, I'm so frustrated. I can't pray anymore. And then there's a scripture that says, you know, be persistent. And you're like, Oh, that's the Lord saying, don't say that. Keep going. Keep doing it. Keep. Putting the net in the water. And then you're thinking, but I can't do anything. You will at the right time and at the right way. But you have to keep going. You can't quit. Who else has the words of eternal life? Nobody. That's right. Okay, which son of King David was named Jedediah by, by the prophet Nathan? He was also a king, and the answer would be Solomon. Solomon had a secondary name or a name given by the prophet, but nobody knows him by that name. <laughs> we know him by Solomon. Okay, there you go. All right, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David's Moon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This is from our good friend, Pastor Ray. He wrote this uh, wonderful devotional called When Grace is Tangible. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. That's John chapter 1, verse 14. There is more to grace than I ever imagined. Now I'm going to stop you right there. So I was praying, uh, this is in the last month, and I even wrote it down in my little journal, how I believe the Lord had communicated to me personally that I do not understand the depth of God's grace. So then this devotion comes, and I'm like, oh, I, I just know <laughs> the Lord's trying to teach me more. All right, let me back it up to what Ray says. There is more uh, to grace than I ever imagined. We sing of amazing grace with the hope and longing that inspires people of all faiths and walks of life. Theologically, grace is defined as unmerited favor, a good sound concept. But there is something more tangible about grace, something we can picture in our minds. God once told Moses, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Grace, as I discovered in the Hebrew language, is more than a favor granted in spite of our failings. When God says he will be gracious to whomever he chooses, he uses the word chanan, which adds a new layer of our understanding. Because chanan means to show favor, mercy, to bend, or to stoop. In kindness, God is not only granting favor and mercy, but the word picture is of Him bending down to us in kindness, like a father getting down on his knees to embrace his children. There's even more to this picture. The root of the word Hanan means to pitch a tent, to encamp, to bide, to dwell, to rest. There is more than God granting favor, He wants to dwell with us, to camp out with us the god who is so very beyond us not of this world desires for his glory to abide with us and in us god will be gracious to whomever he chooses And he will come and live with them and dwell with them and camp out with them, whomever he chooses. And when it makes no sense to anybody else, it doesn't matter, even if it doesn't meet meet our standard of approval. The Almighty Lord desires to dwell with us, not just rule over us, certainly not to start a religion, but to love us and live with us in a tangible, real way, to show us the way, the truth, and the life. The ultimate experience of God bending down, listen to this, the ultimate experience of God bending down, stoop, stooping down to the ground to dwell amongst us is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. The David Spoon Experience.
1: On Christ
0: the solid rock I oh, welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's amen 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Where you never know what the volume button's going to do, do you? Just,
2: just. Well, one. it helps if I grab the right fader. <laughs> see,
0: see the challenges we face on a regular basis. Okay, here you go. Here is uh, another question. Now, the hint. I got to be very careful how I give the hint on this one. And then the last question, the one after this is just lights out. Here's the question. In Genesis, which son of Cush was a famous warrior? In Genesis, which son of Cush was a famous warrior? Here is your hint. His name has become, in the last hundred years, a very non-flattering name. Is that a good way to say that? I just couldn't I couldn't come up with any other way to say it. There, That's all you got. Uh, a couple ways to reach out to us. 972-445-0770 is the call. You can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to david at org. I will send you to the website. And the reality check in that is uh, if you can give, great. That would be fantastic. Go to he must
2: Prayer request, he must increase.org. Praise report, he must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry, he must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now, he must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs>
0: 10 minutes
1: long, let me know when you want to stop.
0: Gold medal. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. First of all, can you imagine anybody who's turning on the radio show while those sounds are going on? People are probably going, What is that? What is going on? They have lost it. That was so funny. We must play that once a week. <laughs> people are like, What? What? I was laughing the whole time. I don't know if you people recognize it or not, but that was. That was legendary. That goes in the app. Yeah, boy, I'm going to copy that and put that on.
2: <laughs> well, you were so disappointed with how short they were. After uh, they were you know, after the that was
0: the best one I've ever heard. That was so long. The chimp in that one is so funny. It goes <laughs> like, what is that? Okay, that's uh, just genius. All right, I just want to give big props to Captain Chris for – Definitely creating the greatest sound barrier ever created, ever in life, ever before. Talk about spending the money on the, uh, <laughs> sorry, on the big uh, on the big sound effects. That was just genius. I'm just gonna say that. If you guys did not know what happened, we came back and Chris did an extended version of the sound effects that went on three times longer than the longest one we've ever done. I mean, three times longer than the long one, and it was hilarious. All right, the to the trivia question by the way uh is in Genesis, which son of Cush was a famous warrior and then the hint was in the last 100 years his name has become kind of kind of an insult, you know, kind of like an insult the way that people say things, uh, that is the uh, trivia question. If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, and then you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Before anybody has any uh, other comments of that, I really want to say very strongly, uh, who doesn't need to be laughing like that? I mean, that's just, that's just legendary, right? Okay. Great job, by the way. Thank you. All right. I don't even know where to go from here. We could uh, did—well, uh, I got to do the teaching or one of the teachings. So, all right, the trivia question. Anybody call to answer a trivia question? No? Okay. They just called to tell you were funny? Oh, wait, somebody's calling in to answer a trivia question. See, ask and you receive. And then there was $10 million in David Spoon's bank account. Oh, wait, that didn't work. Uh, so the trivia question, Genesis, which son of Cush was the famous warrior? And we do have somebody ready to answer. Let's send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to?
1: Hey, David. My name is Justin. I can't believe I made it through to you. Wow. You
0: are on the air live, and I am so glad to have you.
1: Oh, man. I hope I get the question right. (laughs) Go ahead. Can I answer it? You
0: can. So let me set it up for you, okay? Hold on. I'm still recovering from Chris's long sound thing. That was just so funny. Uh, In Genesis, which son of Cush... Was a famous warrior, and then the hint is, in the last hundred years, that name has become a little bit of an insult in society. Who would that be?
1: Nimrod. That is correct, sir! Oh, wow. Wow, that's great. That is
0: exactly it. And you ought to be, it's like, it's so weird. It's like, how is that a bad name? It's like, only in our society could we change the name of a mighty hunter, a mighty warrior, into something bad. It's like,
1: come on. Yes, sir. That's the way it goes. Okay, well, thank you, David. I love what you do. Keep it up.
0: You got it, brother. I will. Yes, sir. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. That was excellent. All right. Let's get that done. All right. I do have teaching I have to do, right? right. Yeah, at some point, okay. Uh, Psalm 90, was that just the funniest sound clip? That sound clip was so good, and it was great that that color got through. I'm glad, I love it when people get through. Psalm 91, verse 14 and 15a, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer. So for those of you that don't have this marked in your Bible, and you are Bible markers, then you should have this marked Psalm 91, 14 through 15a. Remember, whenever it says A, B, C, D, that depends on what part of the verse it is. "'Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer.'" because so there is a reason here there's a there's something going on here it's like because okay because what because he loves me so there's an attitude and an action that we have towards god and that god then responds to us and he's like hey because he loves me i'm gonna do something special special and the lord says i will and his response rescue and protect And the Lord knows we need these in our lives. We need to be rescued. Well, I need to be rescued for myself more than anybody else, but we need rescue and protection on a regular basis, right? For he acknowledges. So here, look, we're acknowledging his name. We can't do this without him. You can't. You can't be a. You can't be a Christian without Christ. It's amazing to me that people in the media and politicians all think you can be, you know, Jesus and not know Jesus. It's like you just like you gotta be kidding, right? I was like, I know how to be, play baseball. Watch, I'm gonna go scuba diving. It's like, okay, sure, whatever you say. For he acknowledges me. So we can't do anything without him. We know that. And the Lord says he will call on me and I will answer. Don't you love that? Call on the Lord. He'll answer you. He's got something for you. He'll take care of you. He'll get you covered. I think stuff like that, just those simple little things, I mean, that should be on one of those plaques. You know how they have the plaque with, like, Joshua 24? and Daniel? This should be on a plaque because he loves me. He says, Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him. He acknowledges my name. He will call and I will answer. I want that. I don't know about Jesus. I think that's like, yes, that's what we want. Okay? When you call on the Lord, this is all directed towards the Lord, because he loves me. So it's like, because Chris loves me, says Lord, I will rescue Chris. I will protect Chris. Chris acknowledges my name. Chris will call upon me, and I will answer Chris. Like that? Yeah, it's kind of nice when you put your name in there. Oh, wait. (laughs) That's what we're supposed to do. I will take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
1: Most of my life, it feels like I can run.
3: Such support is terribly appreciated. Knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience?
1: Before
0: we pray and before we get going, it's important for you to understand kind of where I'm coming from. A lot of you who, uh, those of you that were in the first service are going, oh no, here comes that joke again. Uh, Wrong, it's a different joke, so we'll go with that. Let's understand that being born and raised Jewish and becoming a Christian is very simply understood for all of you. That means two Jews, three opinions. If you can't figure that out, you're going to have a tough time the rest of this time. So let's talk about what that perspective is and what I learned growing up. There was a lady and she was on a bus. And she was sitting next to a guy. And she turns over to the guy and she taps him and she goes, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, mister, mister, are you Jewish? And he goes, no, no, I'm not. She goes, okay, thanks. Going further down, she taps him again. she goes, excuse me, me, mister, she goes, are are you Jewish? He goes, no, I'm not Jewish, but thank you for asking. I appreciate that. They go a little further down and she taps him again. She goes, excuse me one more time, mister. Are you sure you're not Jewish? He goes, no, I am not Jewish. I am not. She goes, okay, fine. Little further down, she taps him again. She goes, are you really sure you're not Jewish? He goes, fine, fine, I'm Jewish. She goes, funny, you don't look Jewish. back to the david spoon experience thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770 the truth station here in texas that's k double 770 the truth station here in texas <laughs> annika goes <"Arr!" laughs> it's just too funny it's just the best now it's like the best long-running joke we have on the show uh here's your trivia question now this is in lieu of my brilliant failure on what was it uh thursday or tuesday that i I messed this up right all right ready i'm gonna get this one right who was the daughter of lois mentioned by paul in his letter to timothy that's right. <laughs> That's right. You guys have to really understand what redemption's about here. Who is the daughter of Lois mentioned by Paul in his letter to Timothy? This is in makeup for the Tuesday experience. Uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, David, at he must increase... Dot org Let's get to our history real quick. Far away on that. Let's, go, let's in the past.
3: Let's, go, let's
0: in the past. All right, today is swim a lap day. Well, it's great if you got a pool. If <laughs> you have a pool, okay. National handshake day. Okay, they're gonna have to get rid of that though because of the whole COVID thing, right? They have to get rid of. Okay, and then it's National Bomb Pop Day of the popsicle. It's like okay. Right? I love those. Right? Those are great. Uh, Okay. In 1880, the first performance of the song, Oh, Canada, which became the national anthem of Canada. Now, the only reason I bring that up, and I think it's interesting, is because I went to camp in Camp Tamakwa, which is in Canada, and we sang the United States, the, the national anthem of the U.S., and the Oh, Canada one. Okay? And uh, if you guys ever saw the movie Indian Summer, written by Mike Binder, that was my camp counselor, and uh, that should tell you everything you gotta know. <laughs> it's just the whole. It, it, actually, you want to hear something? Just you know when you go to camp and you make these connections and you have like the little girlfriendy thing and boyfriendy things. The one of the very first pictures is one of the girls that I was a girlfriend with on the very opening of the thing. with her name on there. It's like, wow, Donna like, Wow, that's so weird. Uh, and then since then, everybody from the camp tried to get in touch with him. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, 1948, Selective Service Act. United States President Harry S. Truman signed the act providing for registration of men between 18 and 25. Most of you will understand what that is. Uh, also, 1949, the first network television series, Hopalong Cassidy, started in 1949. 1949. Then 1947 on this day, first official UFO report. Pilot Kenneth Arnold sighted several unidentified flying objects in a V formation while flying near Mount Rainier in Washington State. I'm going to leave that there. The only problem I have with that is it's in the V formation, you know, like, I don't know, birds or something. I don't know. It's just kind of one of those weird things. Okay. Got nothing else to say on that. Don't really want to hear anything else about that. Here's the... Question: Who is the daughter of Lois mentioned by Paul in his letter to Timothy? So this would have been, uh, uh, this is a makeup on my terrible job on Tuesday. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. And by the way, don't be offended about something I said about camp when I was eight. Okay. Uh, 214-210-8483 is the text. And then David, he must increase dot org that is the email if i don't remember to do that just flail your hands or throw something at it all right so uh you know pastor ray pastor ray he passed on january 4th is when he passed away just so no i just talked about the other day just so amazing because we were so close to him and it's just so weird and it's hard to think of it like he's hanging out with the lord but you miss him i miss him because i just don't have that uh Connection with him, and he was like the he was like the main spiritual go to guy I've had in like the last five years, and that's when you know I need really sound sal- you know like advice and pastoral wisdom as well. So anyway, he wrote uh, something oh, a while back called "Take Care of Yourself," and we've done it, but we did it a long time ago, and I just think it's a good one. It's it's really just an excellent one. John fifteen nine, abide in my love. Here's this is what Ray wrote. I visited a friend in a hospital who ended up there due to self-neglect. Tests she put off, reoccurring health problems she chose to deny. For all her Christian service and care of other people, she saw no need to take care of herself. Hint for everybody listening. Don't do this. Okay, let's go back to it. Like so many, her past is checkered with loss, abuse, pain, and heartache. Somehow she came to believe the lie that she just isn't important enough or worth enough to take care of herself properly. Too many people believe their lives are meaningless. They are insecure, unsure of themselves. They feel rejected and unloved. The woman at the office who never gets invited to anything but puts on a brave face. The man whose wife left him and never knew quite why. People struggling with loneliness, difficult relationships, afraid of being hurt, and rejected again and again. The world can be hard on our hearts. Jesus invites us to live in his love. We don't need to run from his love, be afraid of it, or fear the consequences. God didn't express his love from a lofty throne in the heavens. He lived among us to care for people, to weep over their heartaches, to suffer and die. And he showed us the power and hope of life everlasting. He came for more than theology or religion. He came to teach us how to live in his love to care for one another, to love without fear, to reach out to the lonely, to the insecure, and to the scared, to care for ourselves in a way that pleases the Lord. Dr. Carl Menninger said, Love is the key to the entire therapeutic program of the modern psychiatric hospital. Just think, if we all would abide in the love of Jesus, how much healthier and how much more blessed we would be. Here's what Dwight Moody said. Joy is love exalted. Peace is love and repose. Long-suffering is love enduring. Gentleness is love in society. Good is love in action. Faith is love on the battlefield. Meekness is love in school. And temperance is love in training yes! You just read this. First of all, you read what Dwight Moody, what Moody wrote, and you're like, okay, I'm so far away from that, I don't even know what to say. And then you read what Ray wrote, and you think, I knew the guy! I didn't know he could write <laughs> it's like, Really? It's like that is a brilliant moment, a brilliant piece. And what the bottom line is, is when Jesus said, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself, he wasn't trying to encourage us to love ourselves in some kind of weird way. He was just trying to say, look, you should be caring for yourself. And there are a number of people that do not do that. And that's the truth. They don't love themselves. And it's like, look, you can't – you are worth the blood of Jesus Christ. You want to put a dollar figure on it? I mean, if you understand the fullness of it, God is going to redo the system, the earth and the heavens, for those of us who were purchased by the blood. I mean, it's like, okay, I guess that's that's uh, a little more than a billion dollars. You really? You think? You think so? Yes. You are the apple of His eye. He loves you. Now, that doesn't mean you do everything perfect. I, I, I know this is going to be terrible. I love my son. He's a great, great kid. He can irritate me to no end. He's got this ability to take, you know, something good and make it, you know, not as good. <laughs> when, when they are engaging in business and talk and so on and so forth. I love that kid. I would do anything for that kid. Sometimes I want to smack him on the back of the head like that. What's his face does in NCIS where he smacks the nose on the back? That's what I want to do. But I love him, and he knows that I love him. And he's secure in that love, and he's able to love himself because he is valued. Some of you do not recognize that the love that God has for you is so real, and you need to absorb it. And allow yourself to appreciate what God made when He made you. I mean, what's what's wrong with that? Don't only think of yourself, but don't never think of yourself. Even Jesus said, "Come, eat, part, and rest well." People, you got to take care of yourselves. That's just required. Be aware of your surroundings. Be, Noel and I say to each other all the time, "Okay, keep aware." Keep aware, because the enemy's out there. He's trying to do bad things. People are trying to do bad things. The world's trying to do bad things. Even our flesh is doing trying to do bad things. Keep aware. Stay aware. Stay connected. But recognize how much you are loved, and you're allowed to receive that. It's okay. In other words, you have permission from God to love yourself, right? You need, you need somebody else's permission? Why? <laughs> That's the only thing I'm saying. All right. Uh, Now, in the last minute of the show in Redemption, I'm going to answer the trivia question. Who is the daughter of Lois, mentioned by Paul in his letter to Timothy? Eunice! Eunice! Was the answer there. See, Lois was the grandmother, and then Eunice was the mother, and Timothy was the son, and Paul was the apostle, and... No matter how you feel about it, it's still a pretty good day for America. Just going to say that. People are going to be like, what? And uh, keep praying for our country, because if we want things to keep going in the right direction, it isn't going to be because of the people that are leading us, but it is going to be by the grace of God, period. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a a 71-and-a-half-hour break, then we'll come back. Not even close. Uh, <laughs> more spontaneity than Sandy was Spoonanity. Talk to you then.
1: Broken broken hearts don't die, they just
3: grow. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KWAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.